And another episode of Zev Chat is here, and we're really delighted today to have uh, Pauline Vanderpoel, Bill and Nick are here with us. We're way over a thousand followers now, folks, so thanks for getting on the bandwagon. Tell your friends you can follow via Spotify. Nick, Bill, welcome to another episode. I think we're going to have a bit of fun today. Thanks, Hills. We certainly will. Nick, uh, good to see you on the other side of the desk again. Yeah, it's good to be here, Mr. Doherty. Morning, Hills. Um, we've got a special guest today, so should be exciting and um, a look to the future, potentially. Correct. And looking to the future, I know you've got a sack this afternoon, for, uh, and we're coming to the business end of the season, and I guess that was a bit of our theme for today, getting to the business end for Year 12, but really not just focusing there, but looking at future pathways in the college, and I think there'll be something in this episode for absolutely everyone, and certainly all of our younger listeners who, who listen in with their parents, uh, some really interesting things. But Pauline, our Head of Future Pathways, welcome to ZapChat. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Shane and Nick. Nice to see you all this morning. Nice to see you. Great. So our um, our property careers um, focus has really begun in earnest this term, uh, but it's a 12-month proposition. Uh, we began the term with a fantastic careers night. It was almost a mini reunion of sorts. There were so many old boys who came back in to um, tell their short stories and share their expertise and their insights with our team. So maybe just a little bit about um, that careers night and things that you got out of it, Paula? Yeah, well, that was a fun way to start the term, wasn't it? It was two days in um, after a three-week three, three week break and we had uh, just over 90 old Zavs or parents and um, friends of the college. Isn't that fantastic? It was unbelievable. So uh, we had a great night. We had uh, students, we invited students from year 9 to 12 because I think it's really, really important that they start that journey as soon as possible. Um, so the inspiring conversations and the messages that night really resonated with a lot of students and their parents, the feedback was extraordinary as well. I think, um, on that night, the main messages that, that a lot of our, um, old Zavs came back with and the students actually learned from was that there's no linear way in a career. A career is lifelong and, um, it, it can take many paths and the messages on that night really resonated with the students and they felt really excited then in readiness for what then became the next few weeks of more busy busyness in the school calendar in terms of the transition evenings and in those transition evenings includes the subject selections and things that they needed to consider for subject selections. So messages like um, it's okay to fail, it's okay to try things, it's okay to be a bit different, it's okay to think outside the box, it's okay to ask for help, it's okay... Um, you know, to, to explore things that you've never explored before to try and find out what your interests and things are, all came from that first um, careers night. So students learnt from that and then could hopefully choose wisely for their subjects moving forward. So, yeah, it was an awesome night. And, um, yeah, we look forward to hosting another one next year. Fantastic. Um, bigger and better. So, yeah, great look forward for that information. There yeah. as well, Pauline, so you have yeah. a great debrief. Um, yeah, so Miss Vanderpoel, I think it's great the work you've been doing with the Pathways Office, particularly with us Year 12s. I know you had a goal in Term 1 was to meet every single Year 12 student. Um, well, I can chip in there and say I've been up to see Pauline eight times in the last fortnight, never available, always interviewing a student. So yep. it fits in exactly, it does. Nick, with what you're saying. For sure. I had my meeting yesterday with Miss Vanderpoel, so... Um, that went all right, but so can you sort of tell <laughs> us a bit all right? <laughs> no, it went, it, went, it went very well. Um, but so tell us a bit about your sort of philosophy and how like, you want to connect with the students. Yeah, Nick, I think it's really important. Um, the Pathways team are very keen to know every single individual student. Um, we've got so many messages and things to give out to the students and to the families, but 
to give generic messages to everybody doesn't always resonate. So the priority for the team is to know every single student, know the little intricacies about their interests, their strengths, etc. And so that whole philosophy about making the students come in to see us on an individual basis, even if it's for that first 20, 30 minutes at the very, very beginning of the year for the year 12s in particular, it helps us to understand what it is that your what are your drivers to get you through for the next 12 months and then looking beyond school. So really, I suppose, providing you with a platform to understand what all your different options are and to tap into those interests that you have. Like, a lot of the time you'll have a conversation with a year 12 student, they'll be dreaming big and then you'll have the same conversation with their parents and they'll say, I think they're over overthinking or they're, over, they're, they're not really in line with what they're, what's possible for them. And our philosophy is it's okay for them to dream big. It might not be the first thing that they do when they first leave, but we're not talking about the rest of their lives. We're talking about what's next. And it's always about what's next. And so the more we get to know you, the more we can advise you and, and the better the conversations are and the more informed you are. Can I just chip in there and ask you, Nick, yeah. having done an interview with Pauline in the last day or two, uh, what, what did you take out of it? Was it as you expected? And what would you say to the younger guys who will be coming through to do exactly this in the next few years? I'd say you should do what you want to do in life. Um, so like I sort of had a, I've had a lot of discussions with Miss Vanderpoel this year um, to try and finalise what I want to do next year, um, and you just got to do what you want to do in life. There's not going to be one set pathway. Um, you're going to do many different things in your life, but the main thing is, you know, we only live once. You may as well live a full life and do what you want to do. So that's sort of my philosophy. Yeah, yeah. I think in the conversations, <clears throat> excuse me, the conversations with Nick have changed. Every single time we've had a conversation. They've changed so, a lot. Yeah, they have. So, um, you know, even when we first had a chat last year, um, it, yeah, there was some goals and some ambitions and, and some different things that we put our hand up for and different applications that we've pushed through and, and we're still continuing to do that. And, and I think that's the important thing that um, things will change, your interests will change, you know, your... Um, knowledge of what's out there and what's available changes. And so the more you have co those conversations with us and the more, you know, in integrated that you are with us and, and us with you, um, the more you can kind of get out of what we're offering in the Pathways team. Um, the more we're talking here, you realise that this is not just a simple thing of what do you want to do, you know, what university would you like to go to or what job would you like to get after school? It's so, so many layers to this and that's what I'm loving, Pauline, with the work that you mm. and the team are doing. You're breaking those layers down, you're making them accessible. But I love the comment you're making there about conversation. The more conversations that you have, the more it opens your mind a little bit more to considering what what is possible you know, and what, where that might take. And maybe in that respect too, I know it's University Open Day um, month or sort of season, if you want to put it that way. Uh, lots coming up. I think Deacon uh, is coming up this weekend. Um, you know, just your advice again for our boys. Uh, the one thing that stood out for me from the careers night was old Zavs imparting their wisdom and thoughts to young Zavs and the young Zavs lapping up, uh, you know, mm. those people who have gone before them, um, male, female parents, but certainly their olds have um, forebears. So I just think these conversations are so healthy. But Open Days, we're talking about going well beyond the Xavier Network now and, and spreading out further. So, you know, just your thoughts around the Open Days for unis? Look, Open Days are, are an integral part of that decision-making and un actually understanding what's actually out there and what's available to you. So um, for a student to walk into the Pathways office and ask the question about, well, what's the difference between doing law at Deakin versus Monash versus Swinburne versus RMIT versus La Trobe, et cetera, um, 
you know, we can we can have a look and and see what the differences are, and we know what the universities have briefed us on. But it's really about the students seeing what's the best fit for them. Um, you know, where do I see myself? That they're, they're signing up for something if if they plan to do some tertiary study, they are signing up for something for the next you know four or five years potentially. Are they going to like that environment? Does it resonate with them? Are they, are, you know, are they getting that vibe? Are they getting, you know, are the majors resonating with what they want to actually learn? It's not about the named course. It's about how else are they going to be able to add value to what their CV will look like beyond that degree certificate. Um, and that's the messaging that we're giving to students all the time. Make sure that you're going to a learning environment, a bit like why they've chosen Xavier. What, what is the learning environment that you want to be in that's going to add value to you as a person? So your career is not always about the certificate that you get. It's about your capacity to be able to immerse yourself in the environment that you're in, the people that you're with, the networking of the people that you're with. So, you know, is that learning institute that you choose resonating with you? Is it aligning with your values? Um, and that's a skill that I think that we have to encourage our students to have so that you know that's why they're at Xavier that's why we're offering so many opportunities whether it be through Ignatian service or the different clubs and sports and everything that we offer is that something that then they will pick up when they're in that learning environment at tertiary institute it does it have all of those things that they want them to because I want our graduates to then graduate from somewhere else or whatever the first next is to be able to then add value to the organization that they first work for. I think a lot of the parents of our students would hope I would ask this question as a former parent, and that is, have you noticed a change in the trends of students and their pathways, and moreover, the whole way universities operate and offer students opportunities? Has that altered? Yeah, look, there's several parts to that question, Shane. Um, I think the shift from students from my point of view has been that, um, a bit like Nick, we're in conversations, is, is study the first thing that he'll do once he finishes year 12? Or is he going to take some time to do something else? Um, students will choose, you know, perhaps diplomas and things, or they'll choose gap years to go on. Um, they might choose to work for a little while and, you know, still apply for a course, but put it on hold. Um, so lots of different things are happening. And, and as a result of that, like like even last week or the week before last, we took a group of students out from year 11 and 12 into the various different diploma programs that a lot of the sporting clubs are offering. So on that particular day, we went to Cricket Victoria and we went to Carlton Football Club and the Essendon Football Club just to have a look at the business um, and the sport development programs that they've got that the students can then obtain that diploma, be in the workforce, get some placements, and then if they want to, it can articulate into the second year of certain degrees at relevant universities um, that they partner with, or the student can then go off into the workforce themselves. So, And then next week, we're taking a group of students out who are interested in apprenticeships and things, because that might be the first thing that they Great. do when they first yeah. finish school. So yeah, there are some changes, but um, it's about the students knowing what those changes are. It's about exploring all those options. And as students, I think we're so lucky because the careers office, they sort of let us have so many different pathways. Like they'll set up, um, us up with like tertiary education or kids can do a trade if they want or do a gap year, go and do service overseas. The careers office looks after all that, all that for us. Like college applications for kids going to America. There's so much like options that the careers office has sort of opened our eyes to as students. Um, so I know we're all very grateful for that. 
Miss Van der Poel, so thank you. Thank you. Thanks to the team as well. Yeah, my awesome Pathways team. Yeah, well said, Nick, and well said, Pauline. Um, I'm just conscious as you you talking about a shift before, Pauline, and, and there's quite a mental shift that students have to go on, isn't there? They, their um, schooling is formal, it's set, and they sort of they just lock it in, and, and that's almost the industrial conveyor model that we've established over, you know, some centuries now. Uh, that's obviously shifting in our world, but also there's this mental shift where students all of a sudden are introduced to choices, electives. Uh, and then they've got to think well ahead in their pathway before they get to year 12 and go, I don't know if I've selected wisely here and, and, and is that actually opening up the, the doors mm. and the opportunities? So maybe just for the students who might be listening, talk about that mental shift process from um, sort of a conformed um, set approach to the choices that are available to them. Yeah, look, I think for me, I mean, and I'm really excited about the fact that we've got some choice right from year seven as well now, because um, there's a lot of schools that keep students very much on a conveyor belt um, in that year seven and eight curriculum. But we've kind of opened up that that model of giving students more choice, giving them some ownership over their learning um, to follow certain interests and passions. But interests and passions change over time. And I think that's the exciting thing about um, school, that you do have some choice. But I think the most exciting thing is once you hit university, you have a lot more choice. Um, you might, as I said before, you might choose a particular degree that you're interested in, but you know, the major that you're focusing on can complete, be completely different. And that's a very common conversation that we will have with students about um, all four of us here sitting here could all be studying, you know, commerce at such and such a university, but we're all doing different majors. And so therefore our next step is is all going to be quite different. Um, so I think the capacity to be able to make choice, the capacity to be able to make mistakes in those choices, um, to learn from those choices it is all part of, you know, becoming more resilient, becoming more understanding, navigating through problems and problem solving, et cetera, which are all key skills no matter what career you end up in. Um, so. <laughs> no doubt. Now, before we go around the ground, you're talking about passions. I know AFL football is one <laughs> of your passions. You had a pretty distinguished career. And am I right in saying you played with Nick's mum at a point in time? Absolutely. Sue Francis and I were great teammates. Um, in the, uh, we were only just both over 35, so we only just qualified when we were playing. <laughs> no, I, I think um, Sue's claim to fame, am I right, Nick, was that the first time she pulled on some football boots and, and played competitive football was at the age of 50, is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We, we all went and watched like every game. It was actually so much fun. It was what so cool. stunning effort. And we're yeah. coming off the, the Women's World Cup soccer, which I think took women's sport to a complete new level. Could you ever see AFLW reaching any sort of those heights because the soccer was just brilliant to watch. Oh, the soccer was awesome, wasn't it? Look, I hope that more than anything for the AFLW. Um, But I think the most amazing thing about the soccer was that it didn't matter whether you followed sport. It didn't matter whether or not you um, knew anything about soccer. It really embraced the nation. And we all all had this common interest and this common passion. I I know that up in the Pathways office, we had the green... Green and yellow balloons and streamers up, didn't we, Nick? I think I saw you, had, you came in on an appointment one day and we had all the streamers up, <laughs> yeah. wishing the girls all the best. But um, look, I hope that for the AFLW, I think that it's a it's a very very different sport and it's a different um, landscape that they have to navigate through. But um, yeah, I wish that more than anything. 
I wish I wish I was younger and playing in it myself. To be honest, <laughs> I'll have my time again. Absolutely. Okay, take us around. All right, let's do it, Heels. Um, so we've got plenty happening. Next week is a pretty big week. It's Social Justice Week um, at school, so we've got lots of events. The uh, Social Justice Team, led by Mrs Crowley, um, have done a wonderful job organising the week. We've got activities every day, um, so it should be great fun. And this Friday we've got Wear It Purple Day. Um, so it's all about showing support for the LBGTQIA plus community. So we're gonna, everyone's going to wear a touch of purple. Um, we're going to have a sausage sizzle. So um, that should be a great day. Um, we've also had a few netball games against um, a few girls' schools around the area. Miss Vanderpoel's the coach. <laughs> I um, heard of very boisterous coach. I've heard. Um, we went down by a point yesterday and Miss Vanderpoel wasn't very happy. Um, well, look, I won't go into why. It was three, let's just say it was three all at the end of the first quarter and then at the beginning of the second quarter it happened to be 4-2 and we were down so I'm not quite sure what happened there right well we've got we've still got three more games for redemption so it's all right um and we've also everyone's sort of studying pretty hard it's getting to the business end um for us year 12s and um so lots of sacks in the next next coming weeks and getting ready for exams but um plenty of been happening it's a good vibe around the school so it's good heels sure is and on our social media yesterday bill i saw the young year nine debaters are continuing their fantastic run we're not far away from maybe some big rewards Correct, yeah. I was lucky enough to see their uh, their groundbreaking debate at, at St Kevin's uh, against the Melbourne High side. Uh, they were just just terrific and lovely to see these, these boys really blossoming in the moment. So uh, and lovely to see a bit of a competitive streak, not only an incredibly informed and passionate streak, but an in, but a really competitive streak then in from uh, Pauline. It's been great having you, Pauline, uh, today. I'm going to throw just one last little question in here. I, I love there were little bits of... You know, life is so much about how we learn from our failures, and that came, that's come through our podcast mm. right throughout the year. But um, let's just finish with one. What defines success? I think if I think about – if can I take that to think about myself? I think in, in terms of success in life, I think if you can bounce out of bed of a morning and be really pleased with what you're doing and what you're contributing to the environment that you're in, then I think that that's success. I think, uh, you know, I, I love jumping out of bed and coming to, to work every day and doing the job that I do. Um, so if I could instill that in everybody, then we've got a happy life and we've got a successful life. Yeah. And completely unscripted there because I, we, we've, we live in a society that loves to put tables together and has everyone who scrutinises everything within an inch of their life. Mm. And when you reduce it to something so as beautiful and simple as that, there's success and there's our future pathways. So, and, the, and our wish for every one of our boys, both in the current um, school, but also when they go beyond our school, that they can continue to bounce out of bed and make a contribution and feel pleased with themselves. Yeah. Fantastic to have you, Pauline. Thank you. And Nick and Bill, we'll be back with uh, another great edition of Zav Chat. We've still got some really interesting folks to talk to between now and the end of the year. Thanks for listening, folks. Listener.